0: good morning everyone happy tuesday and welcome to overeaters anonymous 7 a.m a vision for you big book study 7 a.m eastern time big book study my name is amy g and i'm a recovered compulsive overeater from maryland again today's date is tuesday november 8 2022 today we are reading from the big book of alcoholics anonymous we are in the chapter more about alcoholism on page 40 the second paragraph starting with let him tell you about it going through that one paragraph ending in exercising my willpower and keeping on guard today's readers are and thank you team tuesday for your service vanessa g dara l kathy f gloria b stacy h our newcomer greeter susan sh And the host for the second awesome Unrecorded Hour, Matt J.F. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, November 7, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. The ID number is 19,611. That's 19,611. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 19,612, 19,612.
2: Good morning, this is Gloria B. in Missouri. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God in all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asking him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons who had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our consciousness. Conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and started carrying that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry his message to compulsive over and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service.
0: Thank you, Gloria. I will now ask for Stacey H. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Stacey, your turn.
3: Hi, this is. Hi, this is Stacey H. calling in from Virginia, and these are our 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but but trust in servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for allowing me to do service.
0: Thank you so much, Stacey H. Okay. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book. We are on page 40 in the chapter more about alcoholism. We are on the second paragraph, starting with let him tell you about it. And I'm gonna ask Vanessa G. to go ahead and get us started. Please go ahead.
4: Thanks, Amy. Thank you for your service. This is Vanessa G., compulsive overeater in New Mexico. Let him tell you about it. I was much impressed with what you fellows said about alcoholism, and I frankly did not believe it would be possible for me to drink again. I rather appreciated your ideas about the subtle insanity, which precedes the first drink, but I was confident that it could not happen to me after what I had learned. I reasoned that I was not so far advanced as most of you fellows, that I had been unusually successful in licking my other personal problems, and that I would therefore be successful where you men failed. I felt I had every right to be self-confident, that it would only be a matter of exercising my willpower and keeping on guard. So, I read over this this morning um, prior to the meeting, and I got to thinking about the first words that, or the thought that was reverberating in my brain after my first OA meeting, and that was over 35 years ago. And you know, I I practically rushed out of that meeting, thinking to myself, these people have problems. I may be fat, but I'm not crazy. But for the last couple of months, we've been going through this chapter and um, I started looking at how many times um, they bring up insanity. And so that's what I wanted to concentrate on this morning was the subtle insanity, which precedes the first drink. Um, Just starting from the beginning of the chapter, I'm reminded of delusion, peculiar mental twist, self-deception, and experimentation. Foolish idea, plain insanity, insane idea, insanely insufficient, absurd and incomprehensible, crazy, strangely insane. And then perhaps the four most important words in this chapter to me, which are going to come up in a little bit, strange mental blank spot. So... You know, I've spent more than three decades um, alternating between fighting, giving up, giving in um, with this disease, you know, even sometimes finding relief for a few years, you know, only find only to find myself taking that first bite, first spoonful, first taste, and I'm wondering myself, is it going to work this time, and um, all I can do is take it one day at a time and just immerse myself in you guys, in the fellowship and in the steps and in the comfort and ease that my higher power gives me these days. Um, don't give up. It, uh, it just, um, it will come. I know it will come for me and for all of you if we just keep trying. Um, I feel it today. Um, I hope this time it sticks. I'm. Coming up on just nine months now, but um, I'm so grateful to have found it again. And this time, um, I actually did feel like I was dying before I got here. So maybe that'll be the answer, the key. Thank you, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Vanessa G., for getting us started. Much appreciated. Okay, so we're gonna take names uh, for people who would like to share on what was read. But before we do so, uh, just a friendly reminder that although we value your experience, strength, and hope always, um, if you shared on the last couple of days, namely Monday or Friday, we ask that you step aside and let others share their experience, strength, and hope as well. Okay, so who would like to share? Please
5: give me your name. Hi, this, this is, is Katie from Boston.
6: Irini M.
5: I got Katie G, I got Charles
0: H Irina L Arini. Dara Dara L, M. Dara L. Tina S. I think Tina I think I missed somebody. somebody I got Katie G. Katie G Charles H, Irene M, Dara L, Tina F.
1: Who did I miss? Did I miss Rini? Somebody named Reamy? Well just was it, was that Irene I Irina then Irene then I missed. I mean that Jackie, okay, Jackie B. Okay, I <sighs> Jackie B. That's okay. I can check plenty of on the Anyone else? Jackie B. Jackie, H Heather. All right. That's a great group. We got Katie G. I'm sorry, who was that? Okay.
0: I got Katie G., Charles H., Irene M., Dara L., Pina F., Jackie B., Heather E. H. All right, Katie. Grab the mic, girlfriend.
5: Hey, Amy. Thanks so much for taking a meeting. This is Katie G., Recovered Anorexia, Bulimia, Compulsive Eating. You know, I really liked exercising my willpower, literally you know, and um, I love that it says um, that I reasoned, you know, um, I have a sick mind. I have a sick mind and I lie to myself. And um, for about two years, I exercised my willpower and I literally exercised and was uh, engaging in addictive food behaviors because I was not trusting God, right? And I I talked to people. I talked to people who said to me, yeah, you know, you don't want to, um, you don't want to get involved with exercise bulimia. It can kill you. And it did make sense. I was like, yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense. I don't want to do that. But I, I didn't think I was, I was as insane as you. So I remember the gal who told me she put down exercise for 30 days. I was like, yeah, good. That's really good for you. Right. And the thing is, exercising my willpower and lying lying is like putting a a sign on my head and saying god do not enter right and um i hate to say this but like it was really easy for me to lie it was really easy because being thin you know became my god and i have to say the most miraculous thing is i don't exercise willpower and i don't have to keep on guard you know halloween was intense for some reason probably because I'm an addict I decided to take the kids trick-or-treating not once not twice but three times and you know that's okay but it's a little cuckoo and a little intense and I didn't have to exercise my willpower and I didn't have to keep on guard what happened is guess what I started having food thoughts I'm recovered and I started having food thoughts yeah that happens. um I'm not cured, and so what I did is the one thing that saved me today, which is intensive work with others. I just pressed in and i and I pressed into God and I pressed in and onward and I helped people and I talked to people and I have to tell you that is the most magnificent you know god given support that I could ever have and I felt I came back to myself. So, you know, I, I I know that I'm insane and I know that the most important thing I practice every day is rigorous honesty. Some people say that they can eat, um, that they can't eat if they realize the truth of what is happening, not me. I eat whether I realize the truth. I eat whether I don't realize the truth. I exercise and lie whether I realize the truth. It doesn't matter. I want, I, I yearn without God for that sense of ease and comfort deep inside my belly. And thanks be to God, today, that sense of ease and comfort inside my belly is God. And I'm going to keep seeking with all of you. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Katie G. All right, Charles H., you're up, followed by Irini. Charles,
7: please go ahead. Thank you very much, Amy G. I'm Charles H. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. And I want to drill down on where Fred talked about um, self confidence. You know, so he may think in Overeaters Anonymous the biggest addiction is compulsive overeating. So for me, my analyzation of this overeaters Overeaters Analyzing, analyzing is the biggest addiction. Is coming into a twelve step program and and not accepting help. That's the biggest addiction. I don't struggle with addiction. I get an A plus in addiction. I struggle with recovery. And he, here's the here's the R word for the day. Ratchet. I am ratchet, and, 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 and I'm rancid. You know what rancid means? You know what? Hold up. You know what relapse means? It's a it's a deteriorate. Do we hear the word relapse? We're like, oh, you know, I'll just start Monday. Relapse means a deterioration of health from an improved situation. We need to let's let's talk about that in over um Let's not just throw the word relapse, right? And this guy Fred had a different plan. He's like, I could do this. I got money. I got this and that, right? So I'm ratchet. I think Fred's a little ratchet too, right? So like I. I like I wanted all that smoke yesterday. Like I had to do about fifteen ten steps, and I bleed on people that didn't even cut me. That's that's the wretchedness, right? I want all. I want all. I'm offensive. I'm super sensitive, and I wanted all that smoke. I'm getting texts from people from OA saying dumb shit that I don't like, and I just ignore them. I ghost them, and that's wretched. That's wretched, right? My attitude rancid, rancid. You don't know, like. Like dead meat, dead carcass? I'm like a dead carcass with these resentments and the remorsefulness and the and the reluctancy and the resistance, right? And then I become rebellious and then I'm playing myself out in the fool talking about I don't know what happened. I know exactly what happened. I had unprocessed um uh, uh ten steps. So, yeah, Fred man, I love you guys. You know, thanks for your different slant. You really helped me today. You know, so you know, instead of working on people, like stop trying to create people in your own image, Charles. Instead of working on people, work with people. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Amy G. You look beautiful up there.
0: All righty, Charles. Thank you so much. Next up, we've got Irene followed by Dara L. Please go ahead.
8: Thank you, Amy, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irene M. from New York and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. The subtle insanity which precedes the first drink. My mind is giving me permission to take that first bite. And this is the truth that I had to accept that set me free. I was thinking, What it's going to do for me, it's that ease of comfort, it's that temporary fix, and not what it's going to do to me, that insanity that kicks in, not being able to stop once I start eating. And this is why willpower does not help me control my intake of food, because I'm chasing the effect of ease and comfort. You know, Fred's head is buried in self-will run riot here. You know, he's being selfish, he's being self-centered, and that is the root of our problems. Where is God in this paragraph? There is no we in this paragraph. This paragraph is filled with so many I's. I was confident it could not happen to me. I would be successful. I can exercise my willpower. I can keep on guard. Oh, my goodness. These are the lies that kept me a prisoner of my thoughts. These are the lies that kept me stuck and miserable. It's the lies that make a life delusional. He even mentions twice of being confident in himself in just one paragraph. For me, the confidence only comes from God. God does for me what I cannot do for myself. Fred is full of pride, and he's denying, step one, that he is powerless over alcohol. I know as a fact that when pride has a hold on me, then there's no room for God. Exercising my willpower pushes God out of my life and leaves me spiritually empty and lost. When I let go of what's not working for me, I am then open to accepting what will work for me. I had to be willing to accept and understand the concept, this concept of the obsession of the mind preceding that first bite. You know, Fred here is the fourth story that the big book is trying to illustrate, that we have no defense against the first bite. And going through the 12 steps, getting connected to our main source of power, which is God. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Irene. M. All right.
0: Dara L, please go ahead, followed by Tina S.
9: Hi, great. Thanks for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. I live in Philadelphia. And I love Fred because, you know, this paragraph really shows me that it's not that um like I can't have confidence in some areas or be successful in some areas or um you know, competent, right? Like Fred is competent in so many areas and so, and has uh, achieved great things. And yet when it comes to the problem of food, when it comes to the allergy of the body and really the, the mental obsession that leads him back, the subtle insanity, you know, all of the tools and the resources at his disposal are useless without a spiritual transformation, without a relationship with God. Um, But I do think sometimes the willpower gets a bad rap in this program. Um, And I'm reminded of how on page 85 it talks about how We can exercise our willpower along spiritual lines, all we wish. And that's the proper use of the will. And I really believe that each day I wake up with a choice and it's like, is my choice to align myself with God or to align myself with the disease? And that's pretty much the only choice I have um, when I wake up, because I know that if I align my will with the disease, I, 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 act out, you know, and I act out in, um, pretty egregious ways, whether I'm abstinent or not, I create wreckage wherever I go. Um, you know, I, I, I relate to Fred in, in some ways with the willpower and stuff, but my life was a train wreck before coming into this program. And when I align myself with God, you know, I get this this way of living that's infinitely better. Um, but I, I, I just, I really believe that God uses all of me, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, including me being a very type A kind of controlling, manipulative, micromanaging person, like I believe that God uses that and those become assets if I just surrender. Um, And so I don't think I have to vilify myself or anyone else. and And I don't know that it's a bad thing to be a person who really wants good things and has some confidence and works hard. But I just know that for me, it's not my solution. My solution is to um, admit like total powerlessness and defeat and then to find a power greater than myself that I can tap into that flows into me but I my experience in recovery is that it's the most empowering thing that there is and I never felt as powerless as when I was in the disease and I was one I broke promises to myself every day about what I would eat and what I would do and where I would go and today I can be a woman of my word and I know that that is Just a result of aligning myself with God. So, anyways, I'll pass you. Thank you so much for your service.
0: Thank you so much, Dara L. Tina S., you're up, followed by Jackie B. Go ahead, Tina.
10: Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, some really great shares today. Ditto, 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 for sure. You know, and I love that it talks about the the, the subtle insanity which precedes the first drink or the first bite because, you know, most of my life before I got into the rooms, um you know I thought it was all about just you know my willpower and not eating, and I knew that I had something to do with certain foods, but I didn't get the allergy part at all until I came into the rooms but you know as long as I didn't eat those foods it I seemed to be okay you know and I, and I love that you know because you know, once we get our alcoholic foods out of our body, for sure, that's the allergy. That you know, the allergy is not set off for then. But you know, if I don't continue, and it was already said, if I don't continue to work these steps to have a transformation, to have a relationship with a power greater than myself, I am not going to get rid of that mental twist. I'm just not, you know, because I will think. Again, this time it's going to be different. And I love that it was talked about, all about I, 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 you know. And, and so today, you know, it is about the transformation that comes about through working the steps, you know, all of the steps so that I can, you know, continue to have this relationship with a power greater than myself who one day at a time keeps me centered, you know, keeps me in the work, keeps me helping others, you know, because I was also told, you know, you cannot keep this thing unless you give it away. And I can still have that subtle insanity, you know. But the bottom line is, is I have, uh, I'm equipped today. I'm well equipped with the tools of Overreaders Anonymous, with the steps, with sponsees, with the sponsor. You know, being in the middle of the bed is what keeps me centered today. You know, and, and I, you know, because I always thought, you know, I'm not as bad as you all. You know, I, you know, I learned, you know, some good stuff here, and I'm going to take it with me. But if I, again, so my experience tells me that not self knowledge doesn't do anything for me. Self-knowledge will kill me for sure. So if I do the work, you know, get in the middle of the bed and, and you know, give this thing away and continue to cultivate that relationship with a power greater than myself that keeps me sane and secure today, keeps me absent and sober and sane. And, you know, what a gift. I life through my wildest dreams one day at a time. Um, and with that, I'll pass. But looking forward to hearing some more of the shares. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Tina. Okay. Jackie B followed by Heather E H E H and then we'll take some more names just a friendly reminder we're Hi, on this. page Yeah Jackie hold on one sec just a okay. friendly reminder to everyone we are on page 40 the second paragraph let him tell you about
1: it in case you came in a little late there I'm sorry there Jackie please go ahead you are you're up <laughs> Hi, I'm Jackie B. from the Bronx. Thank you so much, everyone, for your shares. I so identify
11: with everything that everybody said. Um, my take on what's going on is that I've been in this program over 30 years, but I'm only abstinent one day at a time. Uh, currently, six years, at least what recovered. Um, and where I, where I, my take is, is that God puts in past, as long as we're willing to wake up every morning and say we're an untreated compulsive overeater and that we need to do the steps, we need to be of service. I notice when I'm selfish, when I say to myself, you know what, Tonight, today I won't listen to the vision meeting today, I say, oh, boy, that means I got to get on the vision meeting because, you know, when I don't want to do something, means I need it more than ever. Um, And for me, you know, it's funny, my sponsee says to me, you know what, I am so grateful you're in my life. Oh, you, you, you know, you really helped me, blah, 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 blah. And I said to her, you understand that God puts you in my path, not I in your path. Because every time I speak with her, and every time I, you know, we work the steps and we we talk about things, I realize when my sick head goes, and when I hear this, it gives me clarity on my addiction, on my self-centeredness, on my um, dishonesty and on my stuff. And then I can be of service to others. And that's, what's amazing about this program is the fact that, you know, I thought I talked too much and realized I was just talking because I wanted people to give me a pat on the back. But now in program, when I talk about the reality is to tell somebody you're not insane You're just an untreated, compulsive overeater that has to work these steps and this program every day and be of service so that you can understand when you're self-centered, when you're dishonest, when you're not, uh, you know, working your program to the best of your abilities. That's what I get from this program. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Jackie B. Okay, Heather E.H.,
1: and then we'll take some more names. Please go ahead, Heather.
12: Hi, this is Heather E.H. from Texas Central Time. And um, what stood out for me, it just jumped out for me because this happened to me just recently. The subtle insanity which precedes the first drink or first bite. Okay, what happens to me and has happened to me over the year and one month that I've been coming to vision is, I will um, not go on a binge, but I will um, just take one bite of something in my mouth and even spit it out into the sink and um, think, well, that didn't matter because that was part of my dinner. Or, um, well, peel off all of this part of the thing you didn't call in and then take one bite of the one you didn't call in. And um, so that's the subtle insanity, the subtle insanity is because I'm not connected with my higher power and I haven't been doing something of my work. And usually, like somebody said previous to me, it's an unprocessed um, emotions or unprocessed sense steps and. um, Yeah, unprocessed emotions. And so I've got to get in there and and write a 10th step on whatever's going on with me and then share it with somebody. And, uh, yeah, that's usually what's going on with me. But if I would do that or call somebody right at that time, I wouldn't have that subtle insanity. I would be connected to God. I would be connected to my higher power. And that's all I want to share. Thank you for letting me share and y'all have a good day.
0: Thank you so much, Heather E.H. Okay, everyone, we're on page 40, the second paragraph. Who else would like to share on what was read? Alexis
13: Tina L. Leia Alexis. Tina
0: L.
14: Leia
11: F.
0: Alexis Alexis, I got you.
11: Okay. Toby
0: Kina. Uh I think it said Toby K and who else?
1: I've got Alexis, Tina L, Al, Leah S. Toby K. Who else? Susan S. H. Rena L. All right, so
0: Susan S H and I think we could take one, two, three, one more. Who was that after
1: Susan? Rena L. Rena. All right. Let's go with that. Alexis, Tina L., Leah, S., Toby K., Susan S. H., and Rena L. Go ahead, Alexis, and can we get your initial, please, and your last name? I missed it. Alexis, can yes, you one Yes, thank you. Oh,
13: there you go. I live in a house that was bought Alexis? by my... Yes, can you hear me?
0: Yes, From can limit? I get the initial of your name, please, last name? Yes, as oh, that's in the
13: Fra- Francis. Okay. Please
8: go
13: ahead. Okay. I live in a house that I didn't buy. My husband bought it out of his retirement money, and I'm grateful for it. And a lot of times I'll just say, thank you, God, that I have a house that I didn't pay for. I lived in two other houses with my first husband. They've both passed away that I didn't pay for That uh, because he had a good job. We had nice houses. And uh, I was very grateful as I look back. I'm grateful for that. I'm supported by money that I didn't work for. I have one husband's Social Security, the other's pension. I didn't work for that money. I'm not saying I live the high life. But um, I can afford my expenses, and I'm grateful for that. I live in a house that keeps me absent, and I didn't pay for it. Grace did. And um, I'm very grateful for that. Um, If you can't take direction, you can't give direction and I had a good sponsor, and I respected her. And she was a very prayerful woman. and Well, she still is, and I still am sponsored by her. But she was a very prayerful woman. And how many times I called her and said, I can't talk to you, I'm doing some prayer life right now. And uh, so when she came down with all this wisdom, you know, where she was, telling me even if she criticized me and there were times I got angry with too much criticism Um, I respected it and when it settled into me I was glad that I had it and she strokes me so much and says you're a good pigeon I tell her you're a good sponsor thank you
1: okay Alexis thank you for sharing Tina L you're up followed by Leah S go ahead Tina Tina please go ahead and share on what was read, please I thought I heard a Tina there uh, okay well
6: Tina we can circle back Leah
1: S you're up followed by Toby K
6: Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. Recovered and very grateful in Brooklyn, New York. So this problem is all about um, when we enter, we start uh, doing step four. My my own ego, my everything. Everything is about me. But um, as soon as I start um, this program, I find out everything is about God and uh, God directing me in my life. And um, this book starts with a doctor's opinion, and they put it right in the front. The doctor, um, I don't know, I don't think he was an alcoholic, but he finally understood by seeing people who come in all the time, and, and he tries to make them well with his medicine knowledge and and they go out and before they even enter the uh, exit door they're already drinking again what is it how can i stay stopped what is that the doctor talks about the allergy and the doctor talks about not taking that first um drink that first bite he also talks about certain foods that will do Will will actually um oh my god will destroy me because by then i will not have my i will lose my uh sanity uh kind of thinking and um it's it's so important because um because uh they use the word subtle insanity that's what it is it's cunning it's baffling it's 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 too powerful for me and oh i'm so grateful to belong here with all of you and with that i pass thank you leah f tina l are you there i'm going to
0: circle back to you just to make sure okay Maybe this is my imagination all right toby k followed by susan sh you're up toby Uh, Hi, this is, excuse me, Toby
15: Kay um, in Long Island, New York, right now in Florida. Um, Anyway, sorry for my creaky voice. Um, I really appreciated all the shares and your service, Uh, the people who gave service. Um, I also thought, like the paragraph says, I'm not so advanced like most of you fellows. You know, like I'm in the airport and I'll see this one, this one. I'm not so advanced. But um, but then when I get home and into my uh, four corners, I just want a little extra, a little extra, a little more to make myself feel good, to make myself feel stuffed. And um, that's where the problem lies. For me, I have to feel Stuffed in order to feel good, um, so I have the maximum of my I have the maximum of my food, which is okay, but then by the end of the meal, I have to open my zipper uh, to give myself some more air, breathing room. so I, it is still insane. I need to um, talk to my nutritionist and see you know if I need to make changes because I can't do it alone and I definitely need my how, my higher power because if I rely on myself, I'm a
0: mess. Thank you
15: so much, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Toby K., Susan F. H., you are up. Please go ahead, followed by Rena L., then we'll have some time to take some more names.
16: Thank you, Amy. <clears throat> this is Susan F. H. in Ohio, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And the self-knowledge and confidence. <clears throat> I exercised my knowledge and my willpower throughout my adult life to little or no avail. You know, i it just... Lack of power was my... <laughs> lack of power was my dilemma, and I needed to remember that. Uh, the practice of the steps has given me the directions to turn my will and my life over in every situation. Being still human, as I am, and imperfect as I am, I grab my self will and knowledge in a pinch. And I, I come to re- be reminded that lack of power is my dilemma. I know in my heart, my higher power will fight my battles, handle the problems. I can, I can turn them over and get relief from that fear, from that worry. And I am so grateful every day. To remember, sometimes it takes those imperfect situations where I'm grabbing for my power and my, my self-will and to remind me, I can't fix it. I'm not in charge. My real reliance has to remain on my higher power. And he is always there for me. And I am amazed every day. And grateful to be so. And uh, yeah. That's all I had to talk about, and I passed.
0: Thank you so much, Susan S.H., for sharing. All righty. We've got Rena L. Uh, Again, before Rena goes ahead, we are on page 40, the second paragraph. And uh, Rena, go ahead, and then we'll take
17: a couple of more names. Rena, you're up. Hi, there. Thank you. Hi, this is Rena L., Um, Recovered Compulsive Eater and Anorexic from Ohio. Good morning, everyone. I've related to all the comments, and
7: I certainly relate
17: to Fred. And uh, usually mm-hmm. when I when I first came in and I read the big book about 20 years ago and read about Fred, I thought, wow, this is me. You know, I graduated at the top of my graduate school class, and I had a big job in a city, and I'm just like Fred. And And to be sure, over the next however many years in program, all these years, I know for sure that self-knowledge it doesn't get me nowhere. It's the bare minimum condition, but that's, that's really all it is. What I need is access to power. Um, and the only way I get that, right, is connecting with you all, which gets me to connect with my higher power because I don't remember on my own <laughs> the steps and all the tools. But back to thinking that I was like Fred. Uh, so many years later, many years after I first walked into a tele program, thinking I was like Fred, it occurred to me, while I was thinking that I was so successful to outward appearances That that graduate school that I graduated top of the class, that those peers voted me most likely in a student left lampoon newspaper, most likely to die in a Chris Farley-like fashion. And for those of you that are my age or around my age will know what that means. And the fact that the secret I kept for myself that no one saw, that nobody knew what was going on, or that I kept it all together somehow, shows me how powerless I really am in all areas of my life. So... Obviously, I will keep coming back because there's nowhere else for me to go. Thanks. I'll keep coming back. Thanks so much, Reena. Okay. Wow, we just we just ran through that
0: group real quick. So we definitely have time for probably three or four more shares. Who would like to share on what was read?
13: Um,
18: Pamela Johnny. P. Ken A. Pamela P. <clears throat> Ken Ashley W. Jilsey, Illinois.
0: Leslie, sorry, y'all, oh, there's a lot of people coming in at the same time. I can try one more. I've got Kim A, Pamela Johnny. A, Leslie, w. who?
19: Joni C.
0: Maria Johnny C. Joni C. Okay, I think that's all we've got, folks. Sorry, Maria. Can Maybe you can hold, uh,
1: share in the second hour. That would be awesome. All right, Kim A, you're up, please, followed by Pamela. Go ahead, Kim. Kim A. Sorry, I was um, still muted. Hi, this is Kim A from New York City. Um,
20: the whole point of the stories in this chapter, they tell us, is that we're going to look at the mindset of Jim, the jaywalker, and Fred right before they pick up that first drink. And so this has nothing to do with what's already in their body, right? Because in the doctor's opinion, we learn all about the physical allergy of the alcoholic. Um, And I respectfully disagree with the person who shared that we're being told in the doctor's opinion that we are allergic to certain foods. This is written for alcoholics. So alcoholics have a physical allergy. I personally do not. I've shared this many times. It's all about what's in my mind prior to picking up that first bite. That's why we're reading the stories in more about alcoholism. And we see that regardless of whether it's Jim, who was a bottom-of-the-barrel drunk and he was irritated already that morning, or we have Fred, who was on top of the world and his life was great and there was nothing wrong, and then just like the crazy jaywalker, in all of these cases... The issue is that they failed to enlarge their spiritual life. It has nothing to do with the physical allergy because the alcohol wasn't in their system yet. The biggest problem of the alcoholic is when they're sober because when they're sober, that's when they take that first drink, right? And so we as compulsive eaters have the same problem. The problem isn't once we put a certain substance in our body. The problem is what happens before that, our mindset, what causes us to take that first compulsive bite, whether it's sugar, flour, or broccoli. That's the problem. And that's why when we work the steps, our mission is to get down to those causes and conditions of why we take that first bite to begin with, regardless of what it is. So for many, many years, I thought my problem was sugar. Until I realized that I would binge on anything. I mean, of course, I prefer sugar to broccoli. But you know what? I've binged on some pretty stupid stuff. So it really had nothing to do with what was or was not in my body or my pantry. That's why I wasn't able to stick to a food plan. That's why weighing and measuring didn't help me. That's why going to nutritionists or committing my food, none of that helped me. It kept me tied to the obsession, and it never helped me get to my mindset prior to taking that first bite. And so it's the only thing that has ever helped me after 18 years of being a chronic relapser is working these steps exactly as they're written in the big book, which was written for alcoholics. 99% of this book applies to us. But that one percent does not apply to us, to me. Kim A, New York City. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Kim. Pamela A, you're up. Followed by, I think, a Leslie W. Go ahead, Pamela. Yes. Hi,
18: it's me. Hi, my name is Pamela P from Pennsylvania. Um, so what I got from the paragraph is the first the second before you take that first bite, it crucial. And you could be on top of the world. I have remember when I am, I go away. I'm doing very well. I feel confident. My life is a blessing. And I take that bite because I feel for that moment that my trigger food won't trigger me. And sometimes it don't. Then I take another bite or I don't binge the next 20 days. And then that twenty-one day I've been in that. It, it, I, if you play with fire, you're gonna be burned. So my trigger food is fire. And right now I'm relapse. I just uh, had my sponsor. I had to let my sponsor go because medical reason through my sponsor. And I I looking for a sponsor. And I just realized that I in danger with the food. And even if I don't go crazy with the food, it's the food thoughts that get crazy, like the thinking about it or being around my trigger food or hearing things that trigger me or someone' behavior that could trigger me. So it's a a lot of things, but I just got to know if I take that first bite, and I'm going to suicide five times. Because of this disease, it is very dangerous. It is seeing my trigger fool. and he don't pick picking up just the thought of picking up is danger, so I must work the program like my life depends on it every single day, and the minute I don't, then I could lose my life so i I did thank God for vision for you, I thank God for my o a program. And I'm gonna be coin sponsored today, and you know I just gotta get back on track, cause I'm in off track, and it' a dangerous game to play with this disease. So that' all I'm gonna say. I just feel blessed today. I just thank God for God, my partner, and everything. So I passed him. Thank you.
0: Thank
1: you so much, Pamela P. Okay, so is it was there a Leslie? that I heard? Okay. Well, we have time for Joni C. Go, Go ahead, on. Joni. You can take us out.
19: This is Joni C. gratefully recovered from Minnesota. And um, this paragraph reminds me of when, from time to time, I get a, desire or I not a desire I get the I have the thought that goes through my mind I've lost 112 pounds my doctor doesn't want me to lose anymore and there's no way I'm going to ever gain that back again and and uh, just if I had a dessert every once in a while and when it and and then there are people that will tell me, you know, or they'll they'll say, "Don't you think, you know, a pizza every once in a while or or um cake for your birthday and I have to tell on myself." And and um uh, I have to reach out to other people and to talk to my sponsor and to read material, um, OA materials, and uh, just really dig in and pray and um, meditate on it. And um, um, so I'm not articulate this morning. I'm sorry. But anyway. I thought this was an excellent paragraph, and with that, I pass.
0: Okay, thank you, Joni. Okay, looks like we have two minutes. Uh, who would like to share for two minutes on what was read? Please go ahead, who we got?
1: Maria Grow. oh, excuse me, Maria
14: Maria. D. Maria yeah.
0: D. Okay. Maria G you got about a minute and a
14: half. G as in God. G as in God. Okay. Maria G. You got about a minute and twenty. Okay. Uh compulsive over the eater and and sugar addict. And um what I realize is it's the insanity in my mind it's that brings me to that first bite. There's a part of me that just doesn't go to God first. Not always, but there are times when I think of something to eat, and I, you know, I just, uh, the guy said, i rather appreciate your ideas about the subtle insanity, which precedes the first bite, and it it is. It's subtle, but it, before I know it, I've got the food in my mouth. And uh, I have spit it out as well, but I also know that there have been times that, um I have been in God's presence and I have asked for his help and his guidance in my food and um today I realize I need to be told what to do I I have to follow God's will always um I can't myself will and my ideas cannot be brought into the conversation and that goes on in my heart and in my head. Um, That's time. Thank you. Thank you very much,
0: Maria G. Okay, and thank you everyone who has shared. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour, especially for those that weren't able to get in this hour. Uh, please, uh, immediately following the closing, the share ID for today, Tuesday, November 8, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Vision for You meeting is 19,615. That's 19615. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Uh, Dara L., could you please uh, read a vision for you?
9: Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your service. I'm still Dara L., a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia.